four, three, two, one, let's go. It's the Pick 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Youngblood. Uh, the special episode, they're all special, but... Uh, this one is special. <laughs> and most specialist. Uh, first recurring guest, Landry Griffith is back. I, I gotta tell you, I love what you've done with the new studio. We, you, you like our new we, digs we, here? We've improved since just three weeks ago. <laughs> I, every time we get done with one, I think I, I should do X. And if then I just did this. I should do X, Y, and Z. And uh, when Crystal was here the other day, I had a hard time like getting sound. So like, I went and bought the new mic stand that gets it closer. I bought chairs that you can pull up under the mm-hmm. table so you can get closer. So, I give it, well, and knowing you, I expect nothing less. If I ever come in here again, okay, when I come here again and again and again, <laughs> I know, like, there's no telling what this is going to turn into, but I guarantee it won't be this setup. Oh, no, it'll be different tomorrow, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've discussed and uh, kicked around some ideas, and we landed on four songs that have special meaning to us. Yes. Now, when we talked about it, because I'll be honest, I made my list long before you text me like, bro, I'm ready. I've got like five or six new episodes ready for you to <laughs> let me know. So if you're ever ready, just text me like you did the other day. But when I wanted to do this, because there's certain songs, I wanted to make sure that you understood and that the listeners understand that it's not your four favorite songs by any means. No. Four songs that somehow bring some sort of emotion, happy, sadness, who cares, who knows, let's find out. But... Just four random songs that mean something deeper than just listening to a song. Yeah. Um, and I, I will bet we have zero duplicates this time. Um, yeah, or maybe one duplicate. We'll see. If we don't have one, I'm going to be a little sad. But if it's not the same, you're going to crack up when you hear one of mine. I'll give you that much. Okay. I um, wanted to make sure, though, going on your theme of the Pick 4 podcast... It wasn't top four. These four songs all mean the exact same to me if you're trying to rank them. So I've literally, as you just saw, folded them up and I'm mixing them up. I am literally going to pick four as it's my turn. I don't even know what order these are in. That's a good idea. Um, And I'm glad you said that because I'm not going to rank mine either. There's Um, no ranking in this. No, because what I did is I picked four that I sort of picked one that had like a fun mm-hmm. memory attached to it. I picked one that uh, goes with my partner. Same, I picked same. one uh, oh, that reminds me of something from my childhood. And then another one that's sort of a heartbreaker. Nice. So they all, it's kind of all over the spectrum here. Which is what, what I was hoping to get. Like I could have said, let's do top four rock songs, but there's no telling what we're getting into. Yeah. Which I like, is what I wanted. I, I love the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to go first? Let's do it. I am picking out of my random pile. Let's see what p- pick four is. We're going to start off on a tough one. So this song, have you ever heard of a band called Boyce Avenue? Yeah, you've mentioned them to me. So Boyce Avenue is amazing within themselves. Three brothers. B-O-Y-C-E. B-O-Y-C-E. Guarantee they're on Spotify and Apple. Um, Four, or excuse me, three brothers, extremely musically inclined. What they're known for is doing covers, but they don't just do a cover. Like they'll take this hard 
hard rock, fast paced, whatever, and turn it into an acoustic style song. And it's beautiful every single time they've done it. They've actually done one. I meant to write down the name just because I knew you'd think it was interesting with the uh, the oldest daughter on Modern Family. Hey, uh, something. Yeah, that's her character's name. Um, right. You'll have to. Yeah, yeah. Find I can it see when her it's face plays day. She has some pipes. She does. Um, now that you mention that, and maybe that's this song that I'm thinking of. It could be, but so the, the, just the, check uh, them out because they're amazing. Um, I want to say Chemical Brothers song, but I know there that's you. not right. Yep, <laughs> My Chemical Romance. Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what it is. Uh. But that's with them. But of course, and they toured the country. They make tons and tons and tons of money, but they're not doing it just based off of other people's songs. They have their own music, okay? I've been a fan of them for years, 10 plus. And uh, I downloaded all their music, everything that they had recorded, which also included some of their personal stuff. They write their own music. They record their own music as well. They're not just a cover band. I started dating my wife. We've been together for nine years now. Uh, probably about a year into our relationship is whenever I was driving down the road and I heard this song and I lost it. It's hard for me to talk about just sitting here thinking about this song. But I, I'll never forget driving down the road and hearing this song and what it meant. And I, to this day, cannot listen to this song without crying. I listened to all four of these songs today because I had to like be ready for them. Cried again today randomly the other day before you even text me i was listening to it i mean i can't listen to the song without crying um and i know a lot of people that listen to maybe know me maybe rolling their eyes like oh is he really crying that's you know i'm not real big on showing a lot of the emotions this one i, I just can't hide it's impossible i'm glad you said that because the last time we talked uh i remember specifically you saying you know i'm not particularly emotional person sure the more i thought about that the more i thought that's not accurate you're just very selective about what you're emotional about. Okay. And I think that applies to both of us. I think we, we both do a good job about kind of weeding through the riffraff, mm-hmm. not getting sucked into emotion where it doesn't directly relate to us. I like that. In fact, that means a lot that you would say that and notice that. That's why you're my homie. That's right. So this song, Broken Angel, says everything you need to know about what this song is. She's going to murder me because I told her today she has to listen to this. And she said, you have to promise me you're not going to speak my name. Because what if my friends hear this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm going to be honest, the fact that my oldest child thinks that your podcast is so big that everybody in high school can just find it. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) She speaks. She thinks very highly of you. Tell her spread the word. Absolutely. Reagan, spread the word. (laughs) What this song is about is, is in really any girl out there who has been kind of been dealt a shitty hand with and i don't want to get into too much detail on personal lives but if you listen to the song and i hope that you all do you'll know what it's about um but i can't hear the song without thinking about reagan and the trials and tribulations that she's had to go through at such a young age and it's hard for me to talk about this and that she's always come out on top uh, she's a straight A student and I don't say this because I'm a naive parent. She doesn't drink. She doesn't sneak out. She's not doing anything that a high school kid shouldn't be doing. And the reasons I say that it is she could easily do all these things. She could easily jump off the deep end and there's no telling where she would wind up. But the, the, the thing she has been through in her life and the, the thing she's had to deal with, 
She's taken them as fuel to her fire, and she is bound and determined to go way further than I ever even dreamed I could go in life. You know, have this conversation with me in 15 years, and you're going to yeah. see what I'm saying. And you know, Reagan, and if you heard this song, I guarantee you it's going to bring tears to your eyes. A thousand percent. You know, as someone who who, who looks at my daughter as your own. Um, it's just an amazing, it's a beautiful song. And if I could gather the words up to 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 tell you, Reagan, it's this song. Uh, the, the, the last lyrics that he just repeats over and over. And this is usually where I, I usually let go is, I promise it's not your fault. It was never your fault. And he just sings that over and over. And it is the most beautiful lyrics to any song that I may have ever heard when I can relate it to my own life. And it's 100% Reagan. And she is an absolute broken angel who is just the most beautiful person inside and out. Um, the most strong-willed human being I may have ever met in my life. And More so than her mother. Me. Well, that's <laughs> a close time. <laughs> You guys find me in 15 years, and I'm going to prove you right by saying that she's going to overcome everything she's ever dealt with. And she is by far a broken angel, and she is an angel by every meaning of the word. And I love her more than more than I can ever express to her. I tell her all the time, but just the fact that I'm getting on here and listening, I'm, surely she'll understand that those and, are all And the good thing is, words. like, for as phenomenal as she is now, it only will get better because you you learn so much absolutely uh going through all that and the, and the further you sort of distance yourself from it as you sort of grow through it learn what to accept and what to let go and how to deal with the things that you had to accept understanding that it's not your fault uh all that does is make you a better person down the line i could not agree more I, I challenge every everybody needs to listen to this song. I think every parent needs to listen to this song, and I'll be shocked even if, if your kids aren't in the same situation. I'll be shocked if you can listen to that and not cry, especially fathers of daughters. Well, uh, give us the name of it again. Broken Angel by Boyce Avenue. There you go. That's Landry's first one. Okay. I'm going to give you my first one. I promise it won't be on your list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I picked this one because it reminds me uh, of our mutual friend Shane. Okay. I love already love where this is going. And it reminds me of playing f adult league flag football. This would have been, gosh, 15 years ago now. Um, I picked... Cowboys from Hell from I mean, <laughs> from Pantera. I, I was about to guess if I or ask if I could guess the song. Uh, um, I had more fun playing flag football than I think I've had playing any other sport in my life. This is including competitive high school competitive. The, yeah, this ball. is playing baseball in high school for a state championship. This yeah. is playing baseball in junior college. This I, is I can see that. any softball tournament, baseball tournament I've ever played in. I can see that. Uh, we were really good. Sort of, and I don't think we knew how good we were gonna be, because we were the oldest and whitest team <laughs> out there. <laughs> was this just like guys let's get together and goof off, or did y'all try to pick an athletic team? Um, or both, I guess. Some of both. Like some of it had to do with just because we were older than even a lot of the other guys on our team. So okay, uh, there was like a, a kind of a line you could draw between 
the guys that were close to our age. And then 15 And then, yeah, the kids who were still in college. (laughs) Uh, We very much uh, recruited the super athletes of those, (laughs) the kids that were in college. Of course you did. They were good. They were (laughs) good. Like, they were really good. Wasn't uh, Daniel Hardy on that team? That's right. Yeah. That's hilarious. And he was like our best pass rusher. And, And because he was such a good pass rusher, uh, that made everybody behind him better, me included. Sure. Um, we had the fastest short guy I've ever seen in my life. His name was Sven Hatterius. Solid uh, name, Sven. 5'6", 140, and you couldn't catch him. <laughs> Nobody could. <laughs> what position did you play? Uh, first year we played, I played quarterback. Okay. Uh, we were pretty good, but then we got better when I didn't play quarterback, which sounds terrible, but I was better at other things than being quarterback. And we had another guy who was better than me at quarterback, so it worked out. I'm going to guess Shaner was probably a receiver or Shane, defensive player. Yeah, Shane played defense. Shane was linebacker. Yeah, I can see um, Patrol in the middle of the field. No one ever got past Shane. No, Shane was a flag-pulling machine. <laughs> Even when his shoulder was like out of – like it would come out of socket if somebody ran through and like ran into him. Shane, He would finish the play, walk five steps away from the huddle, push his shoulder back into socket come back and, yeah, and, and for the next make one. the next play yeah and i'm shane i'm sitting here trying to imagine when you were playing football and for some reason when i close my eyes i see you <laughs> wearing your bulletproof vest <laughs> probably carrying an ak or at least i bet you the rest made you leave it on the side <laughs> so we would like i had a, a playlist even before there were such things as playlists mm-hmm. uh that i would listen to before football in this this particular song was number one um we still reference this song to each other before big events okay so uh if tech is playing and and somebody's watching i don't really watch them anymore but certainly at our height when we both were still doing it okay he would text uh one of the first lines in the song is under the lights we stand tall couple of lines later is bad guys wear black so he would send me the lights text and i would send him the the black text absolutely and we still do it that's cool it's a great song too and it it is strictly about kicking ass it's a cool song (laughs) yeah like you can't listen to that and not like if you're driving in the car i guarantee you're pounding the steering wheel you're ready to go oh (laughs) it makes you run fast like that's why (laughs) it's in there yeah it's a good song uh that was hub city havoc we had i still have t-shirts you know, it's funny because obviously I came into the picture post Havoc, but I've got a Havoc shirt. I love the idea of Havoc to me, and I don't want to infringe too much on y'all's territory. Havoc is no longer a flag football. That's the origination. Havoc is like almost like a way of life. And I think we've joked with I'm glad you said that. the four of us that is including Chris of getting tattoos I tried yeah. to get it in Shane's wedding that unfortunately is being postponed. That was my idea to go like a couple days before. I'm getting have a tattoo to my body, and I didn't play on your team. Uh, it, it is like I would wear my shirt. I still have my black one because mm-hmm. I love it. I've seen you wear it a thousand times. I wear it. I wore it a lot to concerts. Yeah. And people would ask me, what, what's, what's Havoc? Havoc? And say, it's an idea. <laughs> It's a commitment to a way of life. I love that so much. I wouldn't mention anything about football because it's, it's, it's past football. Agreed. That was 15 years ago. Yeah. Like we created our own offensive playbook 
created our own offense that nobody else was running. Did y'all run the annexation of Puerto Rico? <laughs> we did not. We didn't want to uh, infringe on other people's intellectual property. So, Do you think in, in Havoc listeners, if there's anybody else besides Mark and Shane out there listening, I would love for y'all to, to email or text me. I'm just curious if y'all still have your t-shirts or pictures or whatever it is around on if Havoc still means as much to you as it does to everybody else. Man, it was myself. a fantastic time. Sounds like it. I'm a little jealous I wasn't there. But oh, was, well, you're there in spirit. That's all that matters. probably like in seventh grade. You weren't that <laughs> You didn't miss by that far, buddy. <laughs> all right, are we on to my second pick? Yeah, give us your next one. I'm going middle. No one knows what that means. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> These first two right off the bat. <laughs> See, I'm saving my super emotional one for the end. <laughs> Man. But I wanted it to be pick four, so I'm literally just picking four as we go. But Okay. All right, here we go again. Heartstrings. So the uh, one I'm going to go over now is a song called He Sent Me You by a, a country singer and writer named Josh Ward. Um, I tried looking up kind of some of the backstory on this song, when it was written, uh, was it written by him? I, I did read a lot that he writes a lot of his own music, but he does have a guy that writes for him. So I don't even know if he wrote this song. Um, to me, that's kind of the beauty of it. If it's, it's not a super mainstream song, mainstream song. This song right here, though, is the one that Cassandra and I debated for quite a long time between this one and another one that as being our wedding song, the first song we danced to, I guess you could call it our song. Um, we decided to go with another song that, that fits our marriage perfectly, but I still listen to this song all the time. Uh, and it is another one that I'm telling you right now I can't listen to without getting choked up. <clears throat> when I think about the marriage that I have with my wife, there's no reason that it makes sense that for whatever reason on God's green earth, she chose me. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. She's smoking hot. I don't say that because she's my wife and I have to. Anybody that's ever seen her knows what I'm talking about. She's the most driven person I have ever met in my entire life. The, the, the word no means nothing to her. And if you challenge her to do something, you better get out of the way. Mark knows personally. <laughs> so that's just who she is. Um, and I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm laid back. Cool. Whatever. Uh, but this song goes in depth and some of the, some of the lyrics that he talks about is i actually, I think it's the very beginning of the song. I've got tattoos and I've got scars. Hmm. That's me a hundred percent. Um, he goes into a line. He says, I, I drink whiskey. I've smoked weed. That's me a hundred percent. Um, I've been hopelessly addicted. That's me 100%. So it's about this guy who, when he looks back essentially on his life is I, I don't deserve this person that's laying next to me. Um, it's kind of a religious song. I'm not a super religious person. I don't, it's not something that I, I go real in depth with, but it essentially is talking about, um, I called out to Jesus as a stranger. I asked for forgiveness. He sent me an angel my wife is my angel a thousand percent. Um, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the things I have. I, I don't even know if I would be doing the career I have today. If it wasn't her kicking me in the ass and saying, get up and get going. Yeah. Um, when we decided that we don't want to use this as our wedding song, we chose a song by Keith Urban called, I want to be your everything. Um, she still, when she gave me my wedding ring, I looked on the inside and she actually engraved, he sent me you on the inside of the ring. It kind of means more to me that we didn't choose this song 
because this is our song, but it's, it's like your one of personal those secret. between the two of yeah. us. Absolutely. Um, and I'd be willing to bet that most people have never even heard this song. It is a country song. Uh, when, when we get off here, I think you need to listen to it. It's a really cool song. Oh, well. Um, I think a lot of it could relate to, to the relationship you have right now. Um, it's just, it's just a really cool, it's a really moving song. Um, if I'm kind of down in the dumps and not, not feeling great on the way to work or whatever it is, I turn that song on and there's no way I'm not going to be just in the world's best mood because of the way it makes me feel about Cassandra. I, I truly think that Josh Ward wrote this song because I don't have the inclination to write music. And he wrote this and said, here, man, show this to the love of your life because I wrote this for the two of you. It's funny how songs like that just catch a chord, like just latch on. I'm glad you said that because I meant to say that at the beginning of this, of getting started with what we're talking about and just on songs in general. And I didn't, but since you say that songs, yes, they, they speak to you. But what I think one of the most beautiful things about music is what I hear in a song. You may not ever hear. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the few, and it's an art form. And this is to prove that it is art. You know, I can look at some of the art you have right here and I see this and you may see something completely different. It's the same way with music. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth though for another one of my picks on exactly what I mean about that. But that's what I love about music. And you may hear the song and be like, oh, but can these four minutes and 27 seconds be over <laughs> any quicker? Because I can't stand this song. But for me, the moment I heard it, I just, it's 100% how I feel if I could get all the, all my feelings and emotion about my life up until, and then after I met Cassandra and let her listen to that or and, and tell her that it's this song a hundred percent. When's the she, first time you actually heard it? We I, actually, I know the first time I did because I was sitting there, we had already been engaged. We're about to, we were to the point of the wedding planning that it was time to pick our song. And I was sitting at work one day, and my buddy Scott actually had said, man, hey, just heard this song on the way to work. I think you should just listen to it. It's an all right song. I was like, okay. I waited till I got in my car because I had a feeling when he told me the the, the name, I don't know if I should listen to this at work in front of my buddies. <laughs> I don't want people knowing I cry. Absolutely. And I remember driving home from work there on 19th Street. We used to live on West 19th Street. Um, and listen to that and just crying. I'm like, holy God, I text Scott immediately. I said, dude, thanks a lot. And I said it in the most heartfelt way and the, the most sincere sarcastic way. Not way. The sarcasm way. Well, I said it both ways. It's like, <laughs> dude, you just made me ball my eyes out while I'm trying to drive. <laughs> but Cassandra, I really hope you listen to this podcast. Um, we're still working on getting her to listen to the previous. Uh, this is everything that I have to say to you is in this four minute song. And I love you more than, than words could ever express this. This song is our marriage a thousand percent. Awesome. Takes a lot for, to share that kind of stuff in this forum too. It, it really does. But you know, for someone who who's kind of quiet about things certain times, I, I love that like anybody or listeners from Canada and the UK and all that, Cassandra Griffith is the best person that's ever walked the face of the earth. And I am madly in love with this woman. I'm going to tell you right now, you're a lot braver than I am because I specifically didn't pick one song mm -hmm. because just talking about it uh, would bring me to tears. And it's, I'm not that vulnerable. Oh, it's hilarious because the world the to know yet. <laughs> the first two that I picked, like I'm, I would imagine people are listening like, what a depressing dude. <laughs> Yeah, this podcast is great. We'll, we'll bump up the, 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 <laughs> the feelings here. All right. 
my, my next one, since we're not really ranking. Uh, this particular song reminds me of my childhood. And Ooh, I mean, I like, like, I like it way back in the uh, trailer house days. I would have been six, eight years old. Okay. My sister just younger than that. Uh, playing these albums on the record player. Like a real record like player? A vinyl record player. That's nice. Um, it's a Linda Ronstadt song. Hold on. I don't say this to, to, to be funny. I'm asking a real question. Were CDs out now? At this point? Yes. N- no. Okay. This is even before cassette tapes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to get, trying to get this, into the This is the here. transition from 8-track. <laughs> okay. Uh, awesome. 8-track and vinyl days here. This makes us even okay, better. Let's so, go. It's a Linda Ronstadt song. It's When Will I Be Loved. Okay. Okay, the song originally was, well, she recorded it in 1974. Okay. Um, so this would have been, you know, five to seven or eight years mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an old Everly Brothers song, and they recorded it in 1960. Okay. If you compare the two, like the words are similar and, and the melody's the same, but Linda Ronstadt murders this song. And if you're familiar with her anyway... She might be one of the most amazing female voices you've ever heard. I've I've never heard of say it again, Melissa, Linda Ronstadt. Linda, see, I don't even know. She, <laughs> Linda Ronstadt. I'm making a uh, mental note to check her out on the way home. Um, the Everly Brothers song. It's kind of twangy and countryfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts off. You get like eight bars of kind of the intro. The Linda Ronstadt song. You get two quick notes on the guitar, and then Jump she in. just belts out the first line nice and it's it makes the hair on your arm stand up well see that that kind of goes into what we were talking about about how music can be can be changed and can be altered you know like like voice avenue does is she's doing a cover of someone else's song but she probably did it justice by changing it up if she's just gonna yeah. sing it the same way the everly brothers did then what are you yeah, it's doing a little here? little quicker it's a little more upbeat even though it's kind of a depressing song it's mm. about you know Tired of getting my heart stomped on. When am I going to find somebody? When's my turn? Yeah. Um, but like her voice just does not allow you to wallow in it. I like that. She That's just cool. ex- extracts all the almost do you, determination out of it. Do you still listen to this song? Oh, I've got plenty of Linda Ronstadt stashed yeah. away in my yeah mm-hmm. my Spotify stuff there. Nice. I'm checking her out. Um. The, the the harmony at the end is awesome too because it's her and I guess one of the guys in the band. Okay. And it's the music drops and it's just them harmonizing in the last couple of lines there. It's fantastic. I would try to sing. You know I sing out loud a lot, but I'm not doing it in, in this forum. <laughs> I was about to ask you since I clearly have no idea who Linda Ronstadt is. Oh, I was going to ask you to sing a piece. No, can't do so it. Upset. No. Maybe we need about three more glasses of scotch. Yeah. The, we turn to this question. Three more fingers for sure. <laughs> Um, like I hear it and I instantly go back like my mom's in the kitchen making breakfast or cleaning the house or well, you know whatever I'm sure that trailer's long gone is this five points days oh no this is pre five points way pre five points okay um, trailer park on west 34th right there before you get to 179 mm. okay Executive Mobile Home Park. 
the executive. Did you <laughs> yeah. feel like an executive? Right. At the time, I did because I didn't know any better. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking about childhood songs, I need to hear the rest of yours. And if this other one is not on there, I if you don't tell the story about whatever I'm thinking of, and I'll tell you at the end if it's not on there, I'm, I'm going to tell it for you, but you tell it better. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave you oh, with that. <laughs> I, now I'm curious because I know, I know whatever it is you're thinking is not on my list. 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it can't, do you want to do it now just because it's on Yeah, the, might as well. I'm yeah. already laughing. Yeah. When we were working together, you had talked about, we were talking about a scary movie or something, which flashback to your and Crystal's amazing episode, by the way. Crystal, you. you did phenomenal. I, I think I might have met you once at a concert. You killed it on this podcast, and you better keep coming back. Back to what we were saying, though. I think we were talking about a scary movie or something. We were just driving from work, and you were telling me, we were talking about how in time when scary movies are made, they're absolutely terrifying. And they're the scariest thing in the world. But then you, you rewatch it 30 years later. You're like, how in the world could I possibly be scared of yeah, this? Yeah, why was I scared of that? But at the time, I guess the technology and stuff is cutting edge or maybe whatever, you know, the, the, the goblin in the movie or whatever had never been done before. So that's what makes it scary. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the thriller video by Michael Jackson. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listeners. For those of you of a particular age, you'd need to be north of 40 for sure. The good old MTV days, when they played music videos, when the Thriller video came out, (laughs) (laughs) the first couple of weeks it was out, it was scary. And don't tell me it wasn't, because it's a damn lie. Okay? I'm pretty sure my mom's talked about that, and like she's, she's absolutely scared. The first time we ever watched it, we didn't even have cable. We had a babysitter one night. Uh, my mom and dad were gone. One of the houses down the street, they had, the kids there had a babysitter. Babysitter A uh, calls babysitter B and says, hey, the Thriller video is fixing to come on. Because it was a huge deal. Um, this is like videos being released back when MTV was music television. Yeah. Okay. Hey, they're teasing the Thriller video. Y'all come down and watch. Um. That's so funny. So our babysitter was like, hey, let's go down here and watch the Michael Jackson video. Okay. Like, All right, let's go. It's dark. Um, yeah, let's go do it. You're probably 10 or below. Oh, I was age-wise. probably, yeah, I was, it would have been like 83, I think. So I would have been like seven or eight. Okay. All right. So we go down the street. We watch the video. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I run out the door and run down the road to, back to our house. I'm terrified that the Michael Jackson monster are literally going to come up out of the yard and get me before I get there. Oh, man, I'm laughing just as hard now. It's when you told me that story 15 years ago. I mean, just imagine so little eight-year-old me, this tall, floppy blonde hair. Just hauling straight ass down the street, running yeah, home. Even the best is your big brother. You're supposed to be there to Hell protect no. Andy. Hell no, Andy I know got good left. And well, that Andy was captured by those she monsters. She got you left. Left her in the dust. She was the sacrifice. Like if if the boogeyman snatched her, well, sorry, kid. I mean, that's kind of part of it. You don't have to be fast. You just have to be faster, faster than the slowest. Exactly. Person, which everyone knows, I'm screwed on that. <laughs> My upper body is long gone. 
All right, give me your next one. All right, let's see what we got. Going. Mystery. All right. <clears throat> there is a band that I know you have heard of and I know that you absolutely love. I don't know if I introduced to you or you introduced to me, but I know it had to have been one of us towards the other on this one. Um, band by the name of X Ambassadors. Oh, I almost put this song on the list. I had a feeling that in fact, it, I had it down and then crossed it off. I had a feeling if it wasn't on your list, it definitely would have made the short list. Yeah. Um, X ambassadors by themselves, I think are one of the best bands of recent time. That dude's voice is a, it's, incredible. It's a beautiful voice. They do some upbeat songs. They do some slow songs. They do a little bit of everything. I don't even know what you can classify them as. Um, I think, Honestly, nowadays it's harder to classify music as it, whether it's rock or country or yeah. whatever it is, just because the the technology and the uh, the art and the science behind the music has moved forward so much that you can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal band. This specific song is one that's called "Unsteady." Um, it was actually nominated for the top-rated rock song in 2017. Which doesn't surprise me that this song or this band is getting nominations for songs. I thought it was a little strange that it's considered in the rock genre because it's a pretty slow, but I guess you almost, I don't know what, it's not really a ballad. I don't really know, but. No, it's hard because the, and I'm the, I know zero about musical terms. Same. Like, I know nothing. Same. I can the, sing really good. The drum in my car. pace behind the lyrics. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are kind of slow and steady and mm-hmm. uh, almost like a, you know, like water, like creeping. Ooh. Wow. But the, the, wow. Well done. Thank you. The, uh, the drum behind it, the drum beat behind it is quick. Like, Song's so good. I don't know if I said the name or not. So I'm Unsteady. Say it again. Yeah. Unsteady. Um, Which this is not the song I thought you were about to say, by the oh, way. Oh, well, what were you going to say? Uh, Litost. Uh, Litost. However you say it. Which... I, I always say Lloydist, but like as I'm, I think that would be L-I-O. It, so it's, who knows? It's That's a cool song. Yeah. The reason I chose this one, is, and this is going to go, so earlier I had mentioned on how songs the way that you hear it can be completely different than the way that I hear it. Um, but songs talk to everybody. If you really listen to it, mm-hmm. probably about three years ago, cause this song was written five years ago um, or recorded anyways. Uh, I went through this weird depression and I didn't know what was going on. And it's one of those things. Like I've got an amazing wife, amazing kids. I'm blessed to have a very steady job. Even in these times of COVID I'm, I'm my job's not going anywhere right now. Um, but something just wasn't clicking up in the head. I was kind of upset. I wasn't in like this huge depression where I'm talking about wanting to kill myself or anything by any means, but something just wasn't right. Um, which I just want to say a lot of people are, are ashamed to admit that they've gone through depression or something. There's no shame in that. You wouldn't be ashamed no. to admit you've had cancer or you've got diabetes. Well, don't be ashamed if you've ever battled depression a, on a, a big scale. Medical or condition. Absolutely. But I remember like, it was getting bad enough to where it was kind of put a damper on my marriage. I wasn't all the way there for my kids like I should be. And just, but I didn't know what was going on. Um, but I was in a funk and I was on the, the, uh, elliptical 
I was going to say treadmill, but anyone who knows me knows good and well I've never been on a treadmill. <laughs> but I was on the elliptical at the gym, and I just had uh, Spotify on X Ambassadors, and this song came on, and it hit me all of a sudden like a ton of bricks. I'm like, this is, like, I'm trying to express, and I was, like, trying to tell Cassandra, like, hey, babe, there's nothing wrong. Like, it's not you. It's not anybody. It's just something going on. And I remember I, 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 I guess I forward heard that song, and I said, I just want you to listen to this. Cause this is what this song means. If, if I could put kind of what I need from you into song form, it's this one. And that's what the song is, is, you know, I'm a little unsteady. Hold on to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not about to fall off the deep end. Things weren't about to go South quickly, but I'm not quite there. You know, I'm a little wobbly, you know, I, I've had about three whiskey drinks and I just need you to put your arm on me and kind of get me through this next step. Yeah. Um, which is, it's such a cool song. And I guarantee you everybody's been in that stage at one point in their life. And just help me out, guide me along this way. But that's the reason I chose this one as opposed to the other one was because I thought it was interesting. I wanted to go in depth on how I think that songs can be interpreted differently. And when I was looking up the song, because if you listen to that song, I don't know if you can hear anything else. I mean, is that what you imagine when you're hearing the song is just a guy who's not all right there. And yeah, and I've, that's you know, I've seen the video and I remember enough about the video, but I guess I've never seen the video Then you probably know what he really wrote it for, which I thought was interesting. I was looking up some, some facts about that song. When he wrote the song, it was about a guy going through divorce, um, which I, I just found a little bit interesting, which I guess those two can kind of, kind of be related a little bit. Um, but I heard it completely different. I just, I just listened to it as a guy who's just struggling in general and just tell me he's, he's making a cry out to his mom. He's making a cry out to his dad. It's a pretty cool song. It's one that like, if I'm not just feeling super good, I turn on and jam out to, mm-hmm. or sometimes ex ambassadors never, never let you down. I'll just turn it on. I was YouTubing the other day and I typed in, um, unsteady, but a couple other versions came out. I listened to some random dude recording it in his in his bedroom on YouTube. Phenomenal. I yeah, listened to it's a lot ironic, of those. <laughs> yeah, ironically enough, Boyce Avenue does a uh, a version. Oh, really? Which is really good. Um, that's why that one kind of hit home. Uh, for one, I wanted to say this. You know, just kind of y- y'all talked about it a little bit last week, but you know, there's no shame in in, in feeling how you feel and being who you are. Yeah, and it's a huge stigma. I believe that I talk to patients about this all the time or my fellow nurses and stuff that I I think that mental health, you know, it needs to be be brought to light because there's no shame in it. This song is such a good one though. Like, I mean, even if you're feeling your highest of highs, you listen to the song like, damn, that's a good song. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just remember hearing that one. And in that elliptical, I immediately texted to Cassandra's like, hear me out. She texted me. She said, I got you, babe. And we're here. Moved on. Yeah, those were three depressing songs, and as I'm talking about them, I'm like, holy shit, what's going on with me? <laughs> I'm fine, though, guys, and you'll know how fine I am and how good I am in my life when you hear number four. Oh, man. Now I'm excited. I'm all tingly. Okay, my my next one is, uh, sorry. Okay, you know when you start, if you're a music fan... You start dating somebody new, okay. like the coolest thing to do is like swap songs. Okay. Right? Okay. Oh, if you do you know uh this one? <laughs> Dude, like everybody's played that game. You know, because cool it's awesome, that? right? We played that in high school, but we've played it with our our relationships now, I guarantee you. I mean, you and I still play. Dude, Absolutely. have you heard this song? It's Dude, do you know these guys? Game. 
Yeah. I think all the bands that I love now are from you. You mentioned. I think I gave you X Ambassadors. I, I had a feeling it was that way. I didn't think, but I knew it was. But it's not like I stumbled onto them before they. You know, people knew who they were. Yeah, like they. You know, I don't ever care. It wasn't that. an accident that I found them. I nothing to me, and almost nothing, and I mean over the whole realm of life is more annoying than when you say, "Hey, man, have you heard about this band?" And someone responds with, "Dude, they've been out for a long time." Yeah, that's time. the worst. I don't care how long <laughs> they've been out. My question was, at, le- at least say like, "Yeah, man, like I've been rocking them for a while, but they're awesome. Yeah. Like you should check out yeah, X, Y, and yeah, Z." Or, also, what's worse is. Pfft, Oh, I knew about them before anybody else did. You're just really now don't catching care. up. So, first of all, why did you not tell me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and second of all, I don't care. Thank, I'm just thanks for asking. the heads up, man. The answer is no, I haven't. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so you play you play this game where you like you know trade songs back and forth. Yep. Okay. So this is one that um, Mindy found for us. Okay. Because it, it really like. As we started playing this game, I was literally like, I'll, I'll add my, I'm adding it to the list. So we have a whole list of it's songs that, yeah, that we have swapped with each other. I like it. So this one is by a dude. I, don't, I didn't know who he was. I'd never heard anything about him or anything else by him. Okay. His name's Craig Strickland. Never heard of him. Came out in 2016, and it's called Break Every Rule. I've got absolutely nothing. And it, it's literally... You know, I'm going to do anything I can to be with you just to prove that I'm worthy. Okay. And uh, I love the word worthy. I like that too, because it's saying that, that you, when you picture this song that you think that, I feel like you think about many the way I think about my wife is, yeah, like, what the hell are you doing with me? Yeah, but I'm sure I'm going to prove that I'm going to do good for you. the coverage on, on this one. Like, yeah. That's a, yeah. Well, one day she's going to wake up. Like I, this is something I talked about with her for a while. Like, you're gonna wake up one day, day and go, "What the fuck What's am I thinking?" <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna have to move. <laughs> but see, here's wherever you two like is different from Cassandra and I. Is I reeled her in really quick with a ring on her finger and three children. <laughs> so like one way or the other, you're stuck with me for a very long time. So you might as well just stay with me. See. Uh, we didn't want new babies because uh, yeah, we have a lot right. combined. I think so that's right. we were good on the baby front. Okay. Um, I had to lure her in with cooking and stupid dad jokes. I like so, it. I like it. Uh, the, the thing about this song, uh, the first time I heard, or the first version I heard, it's listed as a live version. Okay. And it's, you can't really call it an acoustic because the only music in the background is him playing a rhythm guitar. Okay. Um, but that's it. And he's really not just hammering it. He's just hitting some chords behind mm. it. Uh, really awesome voice. He gets to one line uh, right before the last chorus. Um, the line is, till the morning light shines across your eyes. And when he gets to eyes, like he's building up. And he, he strings eyes out, and he actually climbs a note at the end rather than drifting or, or just holding it. And that's like when I sing it without knowing anything about music, that is so fucking hard to do. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a song that's by Incubus, I Miss You. Oh, yeah. How many times have you tried to hold the ooh? <laughs> Every time. You, how many times have you ever like, succeeded? Uh, maybe once. Maybe once. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to listen to the song on the way home just because of that, like that eye. So I know how hard it is to hold that. I, this is from somebody who doesn't sing. But that he's 
going higher. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I know nothing like about music. Yeah, it's hard to do. That's nice. Um, you said that the first version that you heard was the live version. I have two questions to that. One, was that the one that Mindy likes, and so that's the reason you listened to it? That's the only one I knew that existed. Okay. And, so you, and really, you... until I kind of poked around looking today, I didn't know that there there's oh. like four or five other versions. Okay. Uh, one was, the, the live one is listed on kind of his first album okay. from 2016. It's like, it may not even be considered a full album. It's like seven or eight songs. Mm-hmm. It may be like an EP. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only version that there was. Okay. Okay. So drift along 2018, I think is when the next version starts and there's actual musical arrangement behind it. The one I listened to today is on an album that just came out. That's a whole different musical arrangement behind it. That's pretty cool though. Cause what, what that's kind of at least showing to me is that he was live in concert. You know, a lot of times the, these bands will do that to kind of slow it down. You can't be jumping up and down going crazy the entire two and a half hours. Yeah. Hey guys, let's calm it down. Just work on the song. Y'all let me know what you think. I mean, I've seen a thousand concerts and almost all of them do that. It makes you wonder if that's what it was and it was such a huge hit. And he, he may have just like finished it up that morning. Yeah, maybe. Who knows what the story is. Yeah. But, the- but I, I, every time you hear the first note and the first line, like. There it Mindy, is. Yeah, Mindy's first thing you think of. Like, I, I'll never get away from it. Yeah. Because it's ingrained. Whenever you heard the live version, so you've heard it for two years, three years, I don't know how long, when the first time you heard this, and then you said today you found the other version, did the other version suck? And I, I mean, not, yeah, it no, wasn't you know, as awesome. Suck, yeah, suck's not the right word, it just, it doesn't you can't, hit it's, the same. You can't really listen to it, can you? I didn't finish that, no. If those were flopped, though, and if I found the song just by YouTubing and I found that first, the, the, the version that you said was actually recorded with music, and mm-hmm. and then I found that live version later on, I bet you I feel opposite the way you do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't use an example, and I, I'm not going to say the song because it's irrelevant, but there was a song that I used to listen to all the time right up to the point when Cassandra and I started dating, that I just thought was so good. And it's a great song if you're into Texas country. And then she was playing it on her phone because she had it on her list one time. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. Well, I realized it was the live version. Mm-hmm. And it was still a good song, but it just something wasn't the same. the same as when I was jamming out to my car. So I played her the recording. Uh, the, wow. The studio recorded version. And she was kind of sitting there. She's like, it's just not the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, when you say live version, I'm just curious. Um, you know, some, I have a tendency to lean towards acoustic versions of songs anyway, Sure. whether I hear them first or whether I hear like the, the studio version mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. like, uh, breaking Benjamin songs. First one that comes oh, into my head, come um, on. diary of Jane, come on. The acoustic so version of that song good. is amazing. That's so good. Uh, but I'll I'll always just have an affinity for acoustic type stuff just because it's kind of raw. I, I'll give you that. I like that. I, I do that a lot with songs too. Yeah. <clears throat> I like to find people's versions, acoustic versions, whether it's them redoing a song or if, like I said, if it's random Joe Schmo on YouTube, but he's got to have at least a million views for me to want to listen to it. I don't want some guy that doesn't know what he's doing that thinks he's good. Yeah who can redo a song and do the acoustic version. I think that that is a music talent that's on like no other. And I especially like, um, I don't watch those types of shows anymore, but like mm-hmm. you used to catch them on, uh, 
American Idol or The Voice or something, where they would change the whole arrangement even. Yeah. Like the guy that did the Paul Abdul song uh, with just the acoustic guitar. Um, you know, you get a lot of that in those it's, types of shows. Yeah, those those people that can do amazing. that and make it effective are like, super talented. And you have to, like I said, you, you better make sure if you're going to do that, you better make damn sure that you do that song justice because you can butcher a beautiful <laughs> song. A dynamite hack. Very quickly. <laughs> Dude, that's the best redo of a song ever. That's a remake just, of an Easy E song, by the way. Reagan was singing the lyrics to that song Woke the other day. Woke up late and about, about noon. She was singing the lyrics of that song the other day, or speaking them. I don't know what it was, and I was, I almost died laughing. I'm like, do you know who you're singing? She's like, no. Who's Easy E? Who's Dynamite Hack? I was like, girl, you're killing me. Say the name and that 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 artist again of that song. Uh, that is. Uh, Break Every Rule by Craig Strickland. I'm gonna put that on my list just because we'll it would text make each me other happy our, our to lists. think of you and Mindy. Yeah. And before we switch gears to move on to our last pick, Mindy, I hope you listen. Is Mindy a, a long time listener, long time first time? Yeah, long long time listener. Yet to be, yet a, to I be haven't a, talked her into being a guest yet. It'll we'll happen. Get there. We'll get yeah. there. You are the best Mark Youngblood that I have known. And for those of y'all that don't know, I have known Mark for a very long time. A very long time. The best Mark Youngblood is Mindy's version of Mark Youngblood. I appreciate you saying that. And that is all the credit. Because I feel the same way. Absolutely. And there's no denying that on either one of y'all's parts. Yeah, other people know it too. Uh, Sure. So She's by far the best part of me. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. Not not even like a little bit of doubt about Uh, that. Okay, hit us with your last one here. All right, so this one's a little bit more fun, and I'm not even going to open this up yet because I don't want you to glance down to see my notes. Did you see? Uh, no, I have not. When you hear songs, it brings it brings something to you sometimes, right? And it doesn't have to have necessarily anything to do with the lyrics or the band. There may It could be something just random that makes you think of a, a song, makes you think of a certain point in your life or a certain person or whatever. This song is mine and your friendship a thousand percent. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Here in a minute, you're going to hear it like, good Lord, Landry, come on. But this song has so much more in-depth meaning than just a song. Do you have a clue where I'm going? I have a guess. Do you want to guess? Is it Hanson? (laughs) It is 100% Mbop by (laughs) Hanson. So I'm going to start off by saying that everybody listening to this podcast knows this song. I don't care how old you are. I do not care how young you are. Ripley, Charlie, Reagan, Harrison, whoever else is listening. If y'all for some reason haven't heard this song, you need to listen to it and understand (laughs) that this is like the most hilarious song in the world. So I was looking this up because I remember being in elementary school i'm gonna guess third fourth grade I, it was in 1997 so i was 10 i was 10 whatever old what grade you are in 10 um and i'm just going to say this because i guarantee you a lot of people just rolled their eyes and said come on everybody who just did that is absolutely full of shit if they can say that they cannot listen to the song without smiling laughing or being in a good mood or singing along it is a great song i'm not gonna say it's gonna make the billboards top 100 of all time but you cannot listen to mbop by hansen and not be in a good mood yeah 
The problem is with what I just said is I bet you very few people will admit that they enjoy this song. In fact, I would be willing to go out on a limb and say the majority of people, at least publicly or out loud in a conversation, will say they hate this song because they're embarrassed to admit that they love this song. It's all about pride. (laughs) But you know what you and I did? We took liking this song... Oh, to the shit. next step and Mark Youngblood and I actually started a Hanson tribute band <laughs> and to this day this has been I was 12 years ago we're still looking for our third member yeah. <laughs> we can never still find anyone auditions. to come and play yeah. so what I remember about this song and I don't know if you even remember this moment or not but we were cleaning windows and we were at one of the local hospitals and we were on a big hallway inside and every now and then you'd see people walking by. We're in this kind of long secluded hallway, but people, it had some foot traffic and it never failed when a female would walk by Mark would start singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think is so funny to this day, cause every now and then like we would get like a little look from us and like, yeah, what's up? We're in a tribute band. So we'd start, Mark would do the, mm, bop. And then I'd bust in And it's hilarious But what I think is more funny Than just us being so stupid And not cared and having a blast I can't think of one time We got like a oh hell yeah Or a high five Maybe a smirk and that's the most Which bothers me to this day Because you know when these girls Were walking down this hallway When they would turn right continue going on about their day you know when we couldn't see them they laughed there's no way they didn't laugh well uh, yeah there's no way do you not remember the lady that complimented us though i guess i'm missing out on forgetting this one please and like that's one of the few compliments i got from a stranger that i will never forget (laughs) (laughs) i think we were working at a united and we were belting it out Mm bop and a lady walked behind us and literally said something to the effect of, you guys are really good. Oh, my God. That, I don't know how I don't remember that. But Man, I, that, just makes that me, like, makes I'm, me sad that you I'm don't remember. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. <laughs> but the reason that I had to put this on the list is because although those were fun times, it reminds me of, of you for some reason. You know? Yeah. Uh, just kind of like a brief history on how I even know Mark when I was a little kid. I'm talking probably 10 at the very oldest, which is kind of ironic because I was 10 when the song came out. Mark was my uh, Little League baseball coach. And for every boy that's played Little League baseball, whether you're still a kid now or you're an adult now, you look up to those coaches. There's just something about that that you just think that that guy coaching you and teaching you how to throw a ball is just the, the coolest, most badass person in the world. We grew up, I got into high school, we kind of faded away, and then we, we our paths reconnected when I was a little bit older, which was really cool because now I'm an adult now. We can actually sit there and talk about adult stuff and use adult words and drink whiskeys together, and it quickly evolved from like, oh, that was Coach Mark to this is Mark, my best friend in the entire world. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think at first, because I was 21, you're a little bit older than me, were like, well, this is a little weird, like your best friend's a little bit older than you, until like they saw us hanging out, like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. My mom, my brother used to always tell me, like, dude, you're so much funnier now that you are with Mark all the time. 
But for I don't know, just for some reason, when I hear that, it makes me think of those are some of the best times I ever had when we worked together because we did not have a care in the world. Some of the funniest conversations I have ever had yeah. are sitting in that truck with you or hanging on the window. Quadratit. Come it's, on. It's legendary. Quadratit isn't it legendary. She got mentioned <laughs> in my best man speech that Mark gave at yeah, my wedding. She did. And speaking of like, so kind of the same thing that we're talking about music. I was, I was driving on the way over here and I started laughing so hard because we had a game. So whenever, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever Mark and I worked together, we did high rise window cleaning. So this was, I, iPhone was out. I know as a fact, iPhone was out, but iPhone was brand new. So like, it wasn't really a thing that everybody had an iPhone. Like 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Yep. And so, uh, we had iPods. Mm-hmm. I know we both had flip phones at the time, but we listened to iPods. And so obviously when you're working outside and you're kind of keeping to yourself, we would always start our iPod. Um, but before we would hook up to start rappelling down, you know, you put your iPod on shuffle, put it in your pocket, go on. We played a game one time that was the funniest game. And that may have been the most fun day that you and I ever had together when we were working is we made a promise. The first thing that morning, we both turned it to shuffle on our iPod and we promised you cannot skip a song (laughs) and you must tell the other person what song comes on your iPod. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you're ashamed of that song, you picked the wrong day to bring your iPod to work. Sorry, buddy. And I'll never forget, and we're hanging down, and we're at this same hospital over on the pavilion side, and we're we're swinging, <laughs> we're swinging down, and all of a sudden on my iPod I hear, "Let me be your hero." <laughs> and in the most shameful voice I've probably ever had in my entire life, I had to tell you, "Let me be your hero" by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> Did I sing it out loud right then? Because I wanted to right now. I can be a hero, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out why in the hell I would have Enrique Iglesias. I can tell you why iPod. right now. Uh, okay, let's hear what you it's got. It's from the Scrub soundtrack. It's from the Scrub soundtrack. Yep. Which could segue into a later episode, but we're oh, diehard sure. Scrub fans. So much so that I know is a thousand percent fact on why that was on the Scrub soundtrack. Please tell me which episode. That, you don't have to tell me the name, but what's going on when it's where Dr. Playing? Cox's back is hurt. <laughs> and he's trying, he to bend, he's trying to bend down to pick up a piece of paper. Uh, that is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> and for, I don't know. For some reason on the way over here, I started thinking about Mm, Bob, because I had my list in my head, and so I just started reminiscing about in my head about times that we had working together, and that popped in my head. And, and that's a good one. <laughs> and I know, as just as a side note for everybody that says they don't like Mbop, I know everybody knows that Enrique Iglesias song. Real quick, though, so just a little bit about Hanson, which I find, and I, I added this, I'm going to add these little uh, facts for a reason, mm-hmm. because certain people listening, I know one for sure, who probably lives about 100 feet behind my house, will be listening, rolling his eyes. If you hated this band, and if you hated this song... The joke is on you. Yeah. Okay. They were 14, 12, and 10. Their brothers when they recorded the song. Okay. 14, 12, and 10 when they re- recorded this song. They wrote it themselves. Fun fact I was reading. So they had already, they were both, they were all big into doo wop music at the time. Hence, kind of where this, kind of like where the lyrics go to. Yeah. Um, and they were writing lyrics for a different song, but they said that the lyrics didn't fit the 
the the kind of beat or the, the melody. Tune or, yeah, for what they were doing. So they came up with Mbop. And I was trying to li- I listened to it today. You can't understand a word the dude's saying. Not no, just I don't know like, any not of just during the, the other words. Lyrics, no, but some of the other stuff. If you've tried to listen to it, you can tell that the guy singing was twelve. Yeah, <laughs> because they kind of stumble upon each other's words. I had to watch the YouTube video where it pulls up the lyrics. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's actually pretty cool lyrics, especially considering the stage of life that these kids were at when they were writing this. It's a pretty uplifting song. It's about kind of working on the relationships that you have right now plant that seed and water it because you don't know when it's going to be gone it can be gone like mbop is what that came from wow. so listen to that read you're, i tell you you're gonna have to read the lyrics because you're not gonna be able to understand a word he's saying <laughs> it was nominated for two grammys oh it was hugely popular once again i'm gonna remind you they were 14 12 and 10. yeah you know saying the jokes on us yeah well, you know how much money they made out of that? That's kind of what sure. I'm getting at. So I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked and I cannot find how much money they made off of just that song. Um, I tried very hard and got so far, but in the end it didn't really matter. <laughs> but I looked up their net worths as of today, and this is 23 years ago. Wow. They are all three worth $20 million of net worth. I think it's safe to attribute that probably 90% of that money came from Mbop. So everyone rolling their eyes, yeah. suck on that a little bit. Yeah, put that Mbop in your pipe and smoke <laughs> put it. that Mbop and go bop it. Yeah. All right. You ready for me to deflate the fun? <laughs> <laughs> See, mine were, and honestly, you know what? mine were a complete random pick, as Mark yeah. can attest to. I ended accidentally on a very high note. Well, that's good. Um, but I put this one last because I feel like we can, of my list, like okay. we can talk about it the most. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure I gave this song to you at some point. Okay. Okay, guys, specifically. Okay. If you've ever broken up with a girl, and you don't know this song, I know where you're at. You you need to know this song. I'm with you because it is spot fucking on. I already know what you're going to say. It's, guess what? It's spot fucking on. Yeah, it's Sometime Around Midnight by Airborne <laughs> Toxic Event. So good. A, it's an amazing song, but B, I don't know that there, I've ever come across a song that is encapsulated how you feel about seeing your ex with somebody else. It's the worst thing in the world. It is. At, the, at that moment, it at, is. Yeah, at that <laughs> like, I need to clarify yeah, it. Now it doesn't matter. I don't give a but shit. But right now. then, it... It you know what I makes you sick, hope, and though? it literally <laughs> he literally walks outside and throws up in the song. I hope that any of my wife's exes have this feeling when oh. they see her with me. Yes, I mean, and if of you, course are, they do. Yeah, I'll have just like the big smirk, like yeah, bitch, yeah, she, yeah. she's mine. You have airborne toxic event feelings right airborne, now. Yeah, but that song, whew. yeah. If you, if you're not familiar, it's from 2009, written by Mike Gillette, who is the the lead singer, and and the 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 premise of the song actually happened like he was in the club with the band no see so yeah sees a girl he used to be with it, it wears on him so much he's like okay i gotta take a break not not from their set but like the next day okay goes in like into seclusion for three days and writes wow. this song yeah that right there is so cool 
because like he, these are his expressions and his emotions that everybody everybody has related to guy girl it doesn't matter you relate to the song but the fact that he was playing a set and saw her makes it mm-hmm. so much cooler than him just thinking about her or if he saw her at the grocery store yeah that's going cool. to the sandwich shop or something you know that the rest of that set sucked probably it had yeah to have. it wasn't the Dep- same i think it probably depends on what songs they were playing yeah because if it's something like he got real emotional and into you may have knocked it out but yeah it that's would be hard point. for your head, that, head to be right that's a good point and i like this song too because there's no chorus it's just like the tale could you say it's more like a poem with uh, music yeah, it's like, in the background kind of like prose yeah yeah and the music itself, the arrangement, you know, it starts with just the the rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. and he sings the first the first verse. Then the next verse, you get a little drum behind it, a little more guitar. By the third verse, everything's picked up. And the fourth verse, you know, it's just the guitar's raging. He's on the verge of, like, screaming the lyrics, uh, you know, stumble out into the street. But it's probably too, and that relates to the feelings he was feeling from the moment that he saw this girl. He, I, I can imagine him strumming up, having you know, playing, and he glanced up and saw her. Mm-hmm. He's like, you maybe a little bit of a double take, and it's like, oh hey, that kind of sucks. So and so's here, and then as the set went on, his emotions got stronger, and as he well, yeah, you like, start filling in more pieces of the puzzle because you may have just like seen her and then you look again and now you see that she's talking to somebody and then you look again and now you see that she's actually here with With somebody somebody. now you look again and not only is she with somebody she's with somebody with somebody else and she looks at you and sort of just makes sure that you know yeah he wrote that very well and you know like the, with you describing it on how it kind of starts off like eh, just like a little slow and then like he's yeah. belting it at the end that's emotion just have to see her you know that she'll break you into that's a good choice of Man, a song right I, that there. song it sucks it out of me every time everybody is going to listen to that song now because every listener is required to listen to all eight songs and text in. Yeah. That's going <laughs> to let us know what you think. That's your podcast homework for this week listeners, but that's a good song. And at some point in your life, you know, the feelings that he's going through. Yeah. Dudes for sure. I can't, you know, I ladies, I can't speak to specifically, but I, I'm going to assume it's pretty similar. Sure. Sure. But guys, it's awful. It's there. Yeah. You just tug and it just yanks and yanks and yanks. Yep. He talks about her skin. Ugh. Man. Gut wrenching. <laughs> All right. Give me one you left off. Let me hear yours first. <sighs> okay. I left off, like I mentioned, Litoast by X Ambassador. I was going to say that one was on, like, if we would have done, like, a top five favorite songs or something it's definitely on there yeah um i think that's a super awesome song no one even knows what it means well, that yeah that word doesn't translate in i've English. looked it up to think of like is this there's, another no, language there's or, nothing which there's, is the pretty, closest you can get is uh i am unworthy mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's about it yeah uh the other one god damn it it's uh the popular version is Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton wrote it. Hmm. It's about his 
brother who died in a car wreck. Mm. The lyrics, like the song itself, is not particularly emotional. Sure. There's there's one in the chorus. Uh, it's you went away. Uh, how dare you? And the first time I ever heard this song was on The Voice. This was the early days. Uh, some girl that Blake was coaching, mm-hmm. he he told her to sing this song. Mm-hmm. I was at home by myself, and this was like know, two or three weeks after my sister died. I had a feeling that this, that's where this <laughs> was going. You hadn't heard it until and, after. And I, I hadn't really processed anything Absolutely. up to that point, and mm-hmm. I was – cleaning dishes or something and i heard the song and i just Lose sort of it. yeah i lost my shit yeah which probably needed to come out oh for sure and it was gonna happen at some point it's pretty it's cool just though. unique it's just that it happened point. along with this song yeah it's kind of the theme of the evening is on how songs can bring out emotions that you may not have even known that you were holding in or the way you heard the song i may hear that song and like eh, that's a good song yeah i don't know i don't know what song it is but it just goes to show how cool songs are. Um, one that I would have put on there, but just for the fun of being goofy is Schrode. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that. I thought about that earlier today. Uh, the the song is by Stone Sour, uh, and it I, we it's Z Z Y Z X space R D period. So like as as in road. I don't have a clue what that means. I've never even looked it up, but it popped up on my iPod in one of the the times we were working together. And it's such a good song. I mean, it really is a fantastic song. But Zix Road is what we used to always call it. We know what it is. And a lot of times it's, I'm so drunk. Can you tell me Zix Road? I'm going to the Zix Road. I need to come pick me up on my Zix Road. One of my all-time favorite songs, and this is all adulthood. I guess if I really sat back and started thinking about songs from growing up and different stuff, I could think of a bunch more. But one that I wanted to put on here, but I just couldn't because of some of the other meanings and stuff. There's a song that's by Blue October called mm. Coming Closer. Have you ever oh, heard know that, that song? You like that 18th Floor Balcony? Song is so good. No, I can't even t- I can't talk about 18th Floor Balcony right now. <laughs> We have way too many emotions, like yeah, that one swirling around the room right now. And baby, if you're listening, listen to 18th Floor Balcony. Yeah, that is us. about uh, rescuing each other. But coming closer is a, it's a really cool song. In fact, I'm going to send it to you when I leave, so you'll remember to listen to it. It's a it's a really slow song. It's a longer song. Um, if kids are listening and my kids in particular, well, they really don't want to be listening as Reagan. And I've kind of, I've, I've let her know about my past. So hopefully she can learn from it and not make some of the same stupid ass mistakes that I did. But back when I was doing dumb shit, when I was 19 years old, have you, uh, you ever partook in any uppers? Mm, no, I don't guess so. Um, I don't want to get too in depth when you're coming down from certain drugs there's a, a feeling that hits that's the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly enough, that's usually why people get addicted is because they don't want to fight this feeling. Yeah. But this song, we used to play this all the time. It's about, you know, never seems to be 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. We'd pull all-nighters, partying all night. We're dumb, we're stupid, we're 19, thinking we own the world and ain't nobody ever going to stop us type attitude. But you play this song and it takes you to a level that you never knew existed. It is a beautiful song. 
it's one of those um joe rogan describes laying in a float tank the same way and i'm gonna relate it to this is if it was an onion and you peel back a layer like okay cool this song's as deep as it's gonna get and like oh wow there's another layer to this onion i didn't know it could go deeper and then the next thing you know you're at the core of the onion and you think that you're all the way there (laughs) this song just gets deeper and deeper (laughs) that is a good song come in closer it is like I want to sing it right now, but it's such a bad rendition. I can do a silly song singing, I can't sing like a serious slow song because you may lose listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but that song's cool. It's a great song and it brings back memories. And I will tell you, it doesn't bring back good memories at all. It yeah. brings back the worst memories I've ever had in my life and to a time that I will never go back to. And I don't wish what I went through on my worst enemy. And I mean that wholeheartedly, but I could still listen to that song and think about that time. 10 times a day you know smell is the most powerful Mm -hmm. trigger for memory Mm -hmm. i think songs are right behind it a hundred percent and whether it's something that is a it's a feeling that you have the same feeling you have today as you did 15 years ago like oh yeah i feel or it's and it's "Mm, instant that just brought me back to a time i forgot existed yeah like you can't hear and you and you know it like in the first two or three notes of the song. Yep. Like you hear those and you instantly go back to whatever that are. that a memory is associated with. Yep. Sometimes, and especially on these four, uh, I'm gonna say these three songs, excluding Mbop. I don't just drive around listening to that song, but these other three, Liar. like I say, when I you lie, I do sometimes. <laughs> when I just want to feel a certain way in the car. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I I want to feel that. It's a weird thing, but I'm sure we've all done it. Um. I'll intentionally drive just a little bit slower so I can hope I hit the red light to make yeah. sure I get the entire song. Do you ever do that? Like, yeah. Mm. Or pull up in the driveway and let it finish. You just got to let it finish because there's no way there's certain songs that if you don't hear from beginning to end or you like you're get dis- halfway through it and you just realized I didn't give that my all in my rendition. Yeah, you've in the car, disrespected the song over. somehow. <laughs> got to start it over. Or if somebody talks, <laughs> shut, the, shut up, got to start over. <sighs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I'm hey, glad we did this one, man. Thanks this one was fun. I yeah. can't wait to come back. Like I, I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I've got about five or six already lists on my phone. You text me today's Wednesday. You text me Monday. I said, "Dude, I, I got some time if you want to do." I'm like, "All right, cool. This is what we're doing." Yeah, I'm ready. Bring we'll knock on. them out as as often as you want to. Yep. Um, brag on us for a second here our first uh episode mm-hmm. the sports movies mm-hmm. is the most listened to episode is it really it is do you can you see how many listens you get per pod yeah that's pretty cool where are we yep. in double digits now oh we've surpassed triple digits long long ago you're lying for real you're lying no not our episode of the total no but yeah I know between the whatever five Four episodes five, that about yeah, yeah. Well, don't say we on that one. You have, and that's super this amazing. It's teamwork, bro. That's amazing. Well, I sent a mass text to like three different groups of circles that I have whenever we did the last one. Mm-hmm. So they will be getting this again. And I may add like a fourth or fifth circle of people that don't even like me just because I'm going to force them to listen. I like your style. Spread the word. Pick four. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you like what we do and we entertain you, uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. Give us a listen. We've got you know several to choose from now um the you can email the show with ideas criticisms whatever it's pick four podcast just like the show title 
at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter handle, Instagram handle, same things. Or you can just message me if you know me. Message Landry if you know him. Give us... Uh, I still haven't heard from our international listeners yet. I put the plea out, I think, at the end of uh, the, the last, last episode. Yeah, yeah, last two episodes. Um, you international listeners, email me and let me know how you came across this. I'd, I'd love to... Just chat with you a minute. You know what else I think would be fun for listeners who get on social media and find you and are following you? Type in your top four of or your pick four of whatever topic Mark's talking about at that time. I think that'd be a blast just for us to read like, oh, these are your four most emotional songs, your favorite office. Yeah, podcast, I'd like uh, to do that, but I'd like fun. to make it its own, like do it through the show specific okay. uh, social media channels. Yeah. Just so I don't cloud up. I, I blast podcast out. You know, podcast information out enough on my personal one. I don't want to. Yeah, just do, no, I agree. Choke yeah, do it on out. the pick four pages, but yeah. I, I think it'd be fun to kind of get that going. I'd like to see. Yeah, that'd be fun. Things. Okay, that's all for this time. Uh, next, let me think of what we're doing. Next episode, we're gonna finally get into a book episode. Mm. Uh, maybe not book uh, authors more specifically. So if you're a reader, uh, check that one out because I'm gonna have the most. Uh, book-oriented lady I know, my mom, Debbie Perky. That'll be super fun. I'm going to say some stuff that'll probably embarrass her. It'll be a great time for all. You better watch how you speak around <laughs> that lovely lady because she is an angel sent from heaven. Agree wholeheartedly. All right, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>